It's the Talker United Yellow Army Devon Live Herald Express podcast. Uh, it's, is it that time of the week again, David? These weeks <laughs> come just, racing around, well, don't especially they? when you've got the fixtures, as coaches say, coming thick and fast as they are the matches. Um, uh, obviously, since we spoke, United have played twice, played one twice. win, one yep. defeat, um, and it feels a little bit. Uh, as if we could all do with a deep breath and a and a draw and, and 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 a reconsider, which of course will happen after this Saturday's game at Slough, yeah. because United have no midweek fixture next week. They do come piling in, don't they? They do, though, and that's I before suppose, Easter, when yeah. of course United will play on the yeah. Saturday and the Monday then. So uh, um, yeah, yeah, there's, it doesn't stop. And we enter the cups fairly soon, don't we? Oh, don't. Yeah, do we? We, uh, we must do. We must do. The qualifying rounds that we're in now, we're yeah, into the Cups. We, we, we're, we're, it's not the fourth qualifying or the first round anymore for us, is it? No. So, um, Earlier than that. But there you go. But, September. Um, Thank you for joining us. We'd, uh, we'd managed a, a record-breaking 50 minutes last week. I don't think we'll be taking up quite so much of your time this week, but you never know. Although, Who knows where this will lead us? Yeah, it's quite... Uh, although I think at least one uh, listener uh, got in touch to say, could we, could, we make, could we make it 50 minutes every week? Blimey. We probably could. Well, but, um, yeah, we wouldn't we burden everybody with that. So the, I think the burning issue for a lot of uh, fans after these first four games... Um, is where are the goals coming from? Yes. It's, it's a recurring theme for us. Sure. It was a recurring theme through most of last season. Um, on the plus side, we've only conceded one goal. In yeah, four United games. have the best defensive record in the in the division. Yeah, and that um, was a mile uh, after side. four games. And let's keep stretching this. It's four games yes. in. You know, uh, there are whatever it is, thirty-eight games to go, something like that. And what um, was the goal at Oxford offside on Tuesday? Very difficult for me to say. The yeah. press box at Oxford, bless it, uh, is in the was nearly level with the opposite penalty area. Okay. So I wouldn't have a, a clue. The linesman's flag stayed firmly by its side. The referee looked across at him but wouldn't go and speak to him, which of course a clutch of United players were imploring yeah. him to do. He looked offside from where I was sitting, yeah. but I'm not one of these people that pontificates from 70 yards away, uh, you know, when you're not remotely in line, no. so um, probably very wise. He was. But. He was. He, he. I'm sure when he put the ball in the net, it looked like he was in an offside position. Now that isn't, of course, the decisive factor. Uh, was he in an offside position when the ball was knocked to him? But uh, and of course it was. Um, it, it came uh, halfway. No, 31 minutes. I think it was through a, a, a very underwhelming first half by United. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and then, of course, they improved markedly in the second half. Gary Hours, who I must say, I think you can't have a go at him for not grasping the nettle in these situations. He often makes changes pretty smartly, doesn't he? And uh, he made a double substitution at half time. He took Keating off at half time. Took Rory Keating off, uh, who had scored twice, of course, against yeah. um, uh, East Thurrock. Put Jamie Reid on and also uh, took Chris Regis off. Uh, sorry, Jason Banton off and put Bobson Balling on. Yeah. Uh, and balling was was quite lively in the he second half. He played quite well forward as well, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And yeah. and and eventually the, the the formation changed as well. Mm. Um, that, that that United came away from the sort of three five two. Asa Hall, who had been playing in the back three from midfield because of injuries, um, went into midfield. I thought he was one of United's sort of better players on the on yeah. the day in both departments. And United duly cranked it up in the second half, um, hit the woodwork twice. Again, from my vantage point, 
I could only see one, but I'm absolutely assured that uh, uh, not only Brett Williams hit the hit the bar, but that Sam, was a bit Sam, of a drive Sammy. as well. Wasn't oh, it was a hell of yeah. a clout, yeah. yeah. Um, uh, but Sammy and Abby also hit the, yeah. hit a post. So, uh, but it wasn't quite enough. And as Gary Owls has been very quick to say in his press conference today, too little, too late. Yeah. Um, and uh, the listeners won't be at all surprised to hear the it was a wake-up call lines and yeah. all that kind of stuff which in fairness the players uh, were hugely disappointed with themselves I think on yeah. Tuesday because more worrying I thought was one of the, the things that Gary Owens did say which um, came out after the match was that in the first half at Oxford we didn't lay a glove on them no he said no. Now, we should have them on the ropes and be battering them well it's, in it's interesting isn't it that, that, that um, uh, at Chelmsford on the opening day of the season, on a, on, on a, a very, very hot day, United were on the front foot from the first whistle against Chelmsford. If anything, uh, Chelmsford did better in the second half and had United yeah. under a bit more pressure, but United certainly were much more proactive at Chelmsford and might well have uh, have had the lead before half-time. Not again, and we'll come back to this, through anything but special up front, but they yeah. just, it, it was Chelmsford who were coping with United rather than the other way around. Now on Tuesday night, uh, we can't keep going down the road of all weather pitch, I know that. Yeah. Um, by the way, sorry, <laughs> let's get back on grass and uh, I think it'll be a relief when these two games, because Slough mm. as well have an all weather pitch, uh, are out of the way. It, it was, I don't think they help. Was it one of these rubber crumb pitches Absolutely. like the one at Peyton Academy? Yes, yeah. and, and, and every time the ball hits it or a boot hits it, you get this little puff of rubber crumb popping up. Not that that's an issue. Um, but I think one of the differences with all-weather pitches, uh, it's not about the football. It's mm. not about the run of the ball or you know whether you can chase it or not or whether the ball's coming up. It's, how def it's much more important defensively than it is attacking-wise. Defenders cannot defend in the same way as they do on grass pitches. No, they have to stand up. They can't. There's this, there's this sort of feeling that you can't commit yourself mm -hmm. as a defender to challenges, um, and I think it does get into players' heads in that respect. So there is a way of playing on them, and it's all about hard work and industry and closing people down yeah. without actually going through and cleaning them out man and ball or a sliding tackle or anything like that uh, and United didn't do it in the, in the first half how, uh, how many of them are there in our league? It's, it's three, there's three. only the two yeah. this week and Eastbourne okay. uh, um, so, uh, but there it is you, you can get, you can talk about it until you're blue in the face, can't you? That they do exist. They exist higher up. United won on a grass pitch, on a, on a more weather pitch at Sutton last season, mm. one nil. Um, but interestingly, uh, on that particular night, although I didn't go to that game, um, uh, Ruri Keating scored with a relatively early header, yeah. chased chased a cause, got between defenders and headed it in. And United then got stuck in big time in terms of work rate closing people down, so I understand, yeah. and eventually defended that lead and won 1-0. Now that did not happen on Tuesday night, certainly not in the first half, I know they didn't have the lead, but uh, uh, Oxford were able to pop the ball around too easily, yeah. uh, and they played all the football and, uh, and took the lead, in the, as I say, midway through the first half. And then United, who probably deserved to score on the second half performance, didn't and you end up losing 1-0. Well, yeah. you know, you start as you mean to go on, don't you? And, and uh, I've no doubt at all 
well, if it doesn't happen at Slough on Saturday, there'll have to be uh, a shake-up. But um, I've no doubt at all on Saturday United will be much faster out of the blocks against Slough. And as I say, it's not about how well you play with the ball. It's about stopping the opposition playing and allowing your strengths, and United are strong as we know, they are big, they are powerful, to make yeah. those sort of things happen. But we still have to deal with the problem you've raised at the start of the podcast, well, which is... Well, all, all four of the strikers have had some game time now, haven't they? Yeah. Jamie Reid, Brett Williams, Rory Keating and Andre Wright have, yeah. all, have all had some game time. Andre Wright's only had 15 minutes, yeah. but you're right to say they've all been out there. Jamie Reid, again, you know, hugely frustrating for him against East Thurrock. Nothing quite seemed to go. Brett no. Williams often found himself running into cul-de-sacs because, you know, defenders will stay close to him. Yeah. And he's the kind of player that he needs somebody to knock the ball down to him. If he gets the ball knocked down to him anywhere in the penalty area, you'd fancy him to get something on target. That's right. But actually trying to run at the defence and create a chance for himself yeah. is what's leading to the frustration a, at the moment. A little, a little bit, that's right, yeah. Um, so, so is Andre Wright the answer? Would, would you well, know? we all hope that he might be. Yeah. Um, uh, obviously, the, the, the line has been that um, you know, since he signed, and he was obviously virtually the last man through the door, um, that he wasn't up to speed, he wasn't match fit, and one of the reasons why he wasn't involved against East Thurrock was because United had put uh, plenty of extra work yeah. into him in the build-up to that game, um, and uh, Gary Hours didn't feel it, that it was the right time to throw him in. Well, on Tuesday night, I know there were injury issues which brought him further up the pecking order anyway, but um, he, he did get on. Um, Look, in terms of ability and talent, we all saw when he was on loan from West yeah. Bromwich Albion the first time that, 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 that he's, he's, he's got it. Um, and I, I think at the moment, you know, United need people at this level and probably at the level above as well who are really going to put themselves about. Yeah. That's what gets you, pulls you up the pitch, gets in the opposition. Swing. You know, any talent you have will come out on top of that. Keating does it. Yeah, uh, um, uh, Reed can do it. Although, of course, United keep asking him to play in different positions, yeah. uh, um, uh, and I'm still not convinced that. He, I know he, he he will try his heart out down the left hand side all day, but he doesn't look right there. I, I heard you say um, it during the commentary on Tuesday as well. He's, the game stops because he comes inside, yeah, and, and, and momentum and gets lost. Down, that's right, it? and and you know, goodness sake, I'm not picking the team, and and you know. Thank goodness for that, but yeah. um, uh, he doesn't quite look right there. So, but anyway, um, it's not happening for United up front. Uh, the point was put to Gary Hours in his press conference again today. Uh, the line was that he is not at the moment um, on the phone every half an hour trying to find a new striker. He 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 is working with these. Yeah. He's trying to fit now. Personally speaking, it has to happen reasonably soon. The strikers yeah. have to look like scoring goals, if not start, starting to do it on a regular basis, because there's too much at stake. Yeah, uh, and you then move into the eventually into the territory of when rather than if United go out and sign somebody. And of course, last season um, United eventually got together Elliot Romain and Rhys Healy. Although yeah. Rhys Healy actually started off behind the two strikers, strikers rather than yes. an out-and-out yeah. striker. Um, uh, Reese Healy scored six in seven. Remain, I think, got four or five during his time here, and gave the team a hell of a lot more. Uh, and you know, 
the reason why United went out and got those two players in on loan was yeah. presumably because the the lads here weren't were, the same situation we're, doing we're in now, isn't it? So um, you know nobody's trying to have a particular go at the blokes who who, who are there, um, uh, but there is a lot at stake this season. United are in the business of trying to win promotion rather than finishing in the middle of the table, and that demands. Yeah. That ratchets up the pressure, and Asa Hall was talking about just that in, in, in a piece in the Herald Express this week, in which, uh, you know, experienced lad that he is, um, and he's played under these sort of pressures and in these circumstances early in his career, and he said, you have to be up for it, and you have to yeah. grasp these uh, this sort of pressure, and, and playing for a club like Torquay in this division. Um, you know, let's face it, United took well over, I would have thought, well, it certainly looked well over 200 supporters yeah. to, to Oxford on Tuesday night, and the gate was only 520. I've no doubt they'll take a similar number, if not more, to Slough on Saturday. Um, uh, love them, squeeze them, yeah. uh, that was more United fans at Oxford than there were again to watch Truro against Chippenham yeah. on, on Tuesday night at Playmore. Um, but with that, and with that great support, and with that backing, which everybody loves and everybody feeds off and thrives on, comes the pressure. Yeah. And um, and and it's the same. If I've no doubt, it's the same if you play for Sunderland in League One at the moment. What was the for their opening game? I think they came back and won, didn't they, uh, last Saturday? Thirty-one or thirty-two oh, thousand still in, in League, in League one, one. In League yeah. One. Now everybody loves it. The Sunderland players are going. There's no way we can't win in front of this crowd. Yeah, but you don't do it and find out what happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You always have to handle that pressure. Uh, and some players can, and some players can't. And um, it goes with the territory. Yeah. I mean, we talked before about looking... I mean, we tend to, to bring in... If we're bringing people in, we bring strikers in, we bring them on loan from clubs higher up the food chain. Yeah. You know, is it time to start looking into the lower leagues, into the Western League, the Southern League? Well, United are definitely... Like, are there likely lads down there? Yes. Uh, the United definitely are doing that already. I yeah. mean, they tried very hard to get Dale Grubb from Western Supermare last season before... Yeah, uh, they got gazumped by uh, um, Forest Green Rovers. Shock horror! League club was against a National League club. Yeah, uh, wages and money and and transfer fee. Um, that they they've looked at and still are looking at quite a lot of uh, um, in form and proven strikers at this level and Southern League Premier level. Yeah. So we'll see whether they end up going down that that route. Uh, personally speaking, I, I I think the player they're looking for, and I know Keating actually, you know, is 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 more than happy to play this role of centre forward, target man, whatever yeah. whatever you want to call it, is that's the position that kind of makes sense for Williams and for Reed and one or two other ones, and they are very hard to find these days. Yeah, you know. Uh, um, when you play, when the ball goes a bit long, which let's face it, it does tend to in lower division football, you either have to have somebody who can head it, like Tim Sills or Matt Reed or James Constable or John yeah. Parkin, all yeah. those uh, type of lads, or you have to hit it into space and have and have a flying machine up front. Now, uh, um, personally speaking, because I think that this league is, is you know you are finding it harder and harder to get those old style centre forwards you can get hurt doing that job yes. apart from everything else yeah. um, uh, sooner or later I think pace might end up being uh, the key yeah. of, of, of getting a player who can turn defenders just with sheer pace and, and you hit a space rather than a man 
and before you know where you are, you're bearing down on the opposition yeah. goal almost from one ball. Uh, look at Jake Robinson at, at Billericay, quick. Uh, um, Great I know finisher. He, he, yeah. he can yeah. drop off and he can yeah. drop back into midfield and take people on. Of course he can, but he will get a lot of goals this season and one or two others like him, not through a little clever triangular play and five or six passes together, but just with one ball over the top, bang, and under pace. pressure. Yeah, pace and finish. And, and funnily yeah. enough, against East Thurrock, when United were, were, were struggling to score big time, mm -hmm. let's face it, they, 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 they had their work cut out against East Thurrock and they didn't play all that well against East Thurrock. They ended up deserving to win in the end, fine. But the breakthrough came from a long ball down the middle by Ryan Dixon yeah. and yeah. Keating, credit to him, chased that cause, put the goalkeeper and their, two, and their central defender under pressure, they mucked it up, the ball dropped for him, 1-0. That didn't come from any great passing no. move or anything like that. Uh, uh, and, and sometimes, well, Graham Taylor always used to say, well, 75% of goals in football come from mistakes rather than your own good play, and he's probably right. Yeah, indeed. While we're on the subject of Rory, by the way, um, a promise is a promise. Uh, I did say that for every time he scores for Torquay United, we'll play uh, a song by his uncle Ronan on the Friday Night oh. Big Show on Riviera FM, yeah. and and we will. So we, we have to start this this week. So Friday night, tune in tomorrow. Evening. You can expect We're speaking on Thursday. Yeah, a certain amount of Ronan. So if I'll be quite happy, Rory. yeah, exactly. I'll be quite happy to play twenty Ronan Keating songs this season. Yeah. If Rory keeps banging them in, I'll keep playing his uncle's records. <laughs> so how about that? Yeah. So uh, we'll keep doing that. Fingers so, crossed. Let's look at some of the plus and minuses from the two games that we've had this week. Then the East Thurrock game, uh, pluses. We've talked about Rory. I yeah. thought it was a plus. You know, another Absolutely. persistent performance. He was a, a thorn in the side for yeah. um, for the defence throughout. But I thought Ryan Dixon had a terrific game again, well, didn't he? Do you know? Funny enough, I didn't think he had a great game. Mm. But the the thing about Ryan Dixon is, let's face it, he's United's most experienced and probably gifted midfield player. Uh, uh, I watched him on Saturday and funnily enough against Oxford on Tuesday night and because he's a good pro, an experienced player and he feels the responsibility, um, I thought there were times when he's trying to do not only his job but one or two other people's as yeah. well uh, and quite right too. I'm not, nobody and Gary Howard spoke about this week, he said I'm not going to take that away from him and do you remember at times over the last couple of seasons we used to watch Luke Young playing in United's midfield and yeah. he would be all over the place trying to change something yeah. that wasn't going right, trying to help teammates out. Uh, and you think you used to think from time to time, oh, Luke, you know, just do yourself do a favour. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, no, yeah. And, and, yeah. and you, he, would, he was, again, and we used to write every single week, yeah, United's best player, Luke Young. Uh, and uh, occasionally on Saturday against East Thurrock and, and the other evening, Ryan Dixon gave the ball away, which we all know he's too good a player to be doing that regularly. But it was almost because he's trying not too hard you can't try too hard on a football pitch but he's trying so hard yeah. to 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 put things right and to make it happen over free kicks he was on tuesday night at oxford he was virtually sort of he looked like a, an orchestra conductor virtually <laughs> showing and telling people where he wanted them to run you know yeah. um well, that reminds me of that free kick on saturday against east thurrock well that's just come back to me now that was a training ground move that went horribly wrong oh wasn't it? um was it not Ta the one the day tapped, yeah. tapped it in low to somebody and, and oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. it tends not to work absolute it? shocker no, let's not no, do that again no but so uh, yeah, I agree with you. Big plus up yeah. to now. I'm sure he will be an absolute rock for United all season. 
um, uh, and you know, let's let's hope that everybody else ends up playing so well that Ryan Dixon doesn't have to do their jobs for them. Exactly. And I thought another good performance, another plus um, at the back came from Jean-Yves Kouenniarte. Yeah. yeah. Does the simple things. I mean, there's times when his clearances go straight up in the air. Yeah. Um, well, but he's, he's a kind of a no-frills player, isn't he? That's, the whole point about, about Jean-Yves is, is he does get his head and his boot on the ball. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's strong in the air. Uh, it, it tends to go... 25, 30 yards minimum when he heads it, which is what you want. Yes. It doesn't fall short on the whole, although one did on Saturday and um, he's thorough got a shot out of it. Uh, but that was the exception rather than the rule. Um, I think he's been one of United's plus points this yeah. season, along with, in fairness, uh, um, uh, Kyle Cameron alongside him on yeah. the left. George Essman was playing pretty well before he got injured. Um, so I, I, I agree with you. I think I think Jean-Yves Kouenouate uh, is, 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 is a plus point um, and long may he yeah. keep at it. On the minuses, we've spoken about the lack of chances already, but um, dreadful for Jakub Sokolik yeah. as well. He picked up an injury. I, he was having a very good game He was at the time. Um, he's another one of those players that you can hear right up in the back of the yeah. stand as well. Yeah. Can't um, when, he, when he wants the ball, he leaves you in absolutely no doubt. Well, he, he's he's uh, you know it's taken him a little while to get into the first team anyway because of an earlier injury. Yeah. Um, and of course he d he's now done his knee knee ligaments. He'll be out for a while now. Yeah, I think it looks like he'll be out for a month. Uh, it's not an operation job; it's treatment, uh, mm. so I understand. But you know, just when you think as if you got going, yeah. that happens to you. He um, slotted in really well there. Yeah, I thought, no, I, guess, I think United Saturday. are well covered there. When yeah. you when you think that that, that without Essiman and Sokolik, and of course Josh Gowling's gone on loan to Alfreton uh, Town yeah. in the in the National Door, um, that uh, Asa Hall was able to drop into the back three to, to to sort of keep that formation together on Tuesday night, and he 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 played really well in the back three. He uh, quite he, enjoys it back yes, there, doesn't in he? a first half yeah. which wasn't going well in other respects. Um, he, he went back into midfield in the second half when United went to four at the back. But um, so United, I think, you know, happily are pretty well covered yeah. in that department. And Oxford on Tuesday night, we've spoken about the first half and, and the performance not being good enough. But the plus point, as far as um, as I was thinking, was the fans, the fan, the turnout of the fans. We've touched on this already. Yeah, uh, I mean, you know, a Tuesday two, night, Tuesday night last week against Bath, two thousand. 150 yeah. odd whatever tremendous atmosphere actually um, what 1700 against East Thurrock on Saturday which yeah. was a bit of a drop off which I'm slightly surprised about but still never mind still a good a good crowd huge crowd at this level by most clubs um, it was a great turnout at Chelmsford on the opening day um, well over 200 at Oxford on Tuesday yeah. night and um, you know these clubs are so happy to see Torquay turning up. It's not true. So that was two hundred um, of a, an overall attendance of about five hundred and twenty. Yeah. I think we eventually so, heard because it's one of those most grounds at this level are not segregated. Yeah, um, and uh, so you te you tend not to get a breakdown yeah. at the gate. Uh, well, you don't get one uh, because it's impossible to do. There's only one turnstile or two turnstiles or whatever it yeah. is, so everybody goes through it. So um, uh, no, uh, great turnout. Uh, the moment United upped it in the second half, the fans got behind the team big time, uh, and they did at times in the first half trying to lift them. Um, so, uh, you know, the United club and the players, I don't want to call them lucky, but 
they are fortunate that this, yeah, despite everything that's gone on over the last five or six years, and we we won't natter on about this, but they're still there, they're still coming, um, yeah. and uh, long may it continue. Indeed. And one other plus point from Tuesday night, and I'm not just saying this because you're here, but I thought TUFC Radio was excellent. Was it? On yeah. Tuesday night. Well That's done, Patrick. Yeah. Um, the, the new Motti. Uh, but it's easy to find. It's on the Talk United website. Yeah, that's it's very nice. Clip. When you're doing it, you, you, you can't tell how it's coming over, of course. And um, so it is nice when people... Uh, and, of course, it's, it's United have stepped in here because BBC Radio Devon aren't doing mm-hmm. uh, um, match commentaries uh, for various reasons, but um, they're not doing it and we won't go there. But United have stepped in and picked this up. Patrick has is, is, uh, stepped into the breach as, yeah. a, as, a, as, a, as a match commentator and is, uh, I think, is doing quite yeah, well. Very ably, considering he's, he's only well, he's done four games now yeah, as a match quite, commentator. Yeah. He's just a so, lad, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, that's pretty good going. Yeah, so, um, and, and it's a service which I, I think, you know, well, we, we know the South Devon football public and United fans, you know, appreciate and yeah. want, uh, which makes... You know, the fact that BBC aren't doing it, you know, a bit all the more disappointing for them, and yeah. which they are very quick to let me know, by the way. And yeah, um, but also it's a bit, bit worrying. I mean, on Tuesday night, the Talk United score did not make the late spotlight news. You know, they told us how everybody else had gone on, but not Talkie. Now, th- this is slightly muddled thinking, I think. Because they're looking at looking at Torquay having dropped in status the level, in the leagues, yeah. and therefore they're not going to bother give us the result. No, but they're not taking into account the the, the level market. of support, the, the market. market that's there. Well, the, the, this is, I mean, you and I, we're preaching to the converted here. I know, but that you know, you, you, and and it's it's not just on Torquay United, in, in other areas as well, isn't it? But the fact is that okay, you, it's almost as if they're being punished. Yeah, for having got relegated. Well, hold on a minute. What? So, the 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 northeast media don't cover Sunderland quite as much because they've been relegated to League One. Um, when Man United got relegated to the Championship, did the Manchester Evening News and all the other media outlets that suddenly start covering Man City bigger because they happen to be a division yeah. above Man United? No, of course no, they don't. Not. And um, 1,600, regular, die-hard, plain more supporters who are there day in and day haven't just ceased to exist. Well, not and only that. And they still want to know the result. And not only them, but the wider public, yeah. the, you know, the, the floaters, if you want to call them, that, that, that we know are out there. Uh, because every time you get a game worth watching, as we have seen at odd occasions over the last few seasons, you know you get what was it four thousand for the for the final match of of Kevin Nicholson's yeah. second season, um, three three well over three thousand for other odd games, you know, uh, and even on, you know a Tuesday night match against Bath City mm. in the National League South pulled in the gate of best part of two thousand two hundred. Well. That's the market. That's yeah. that's what you should be looking at, not the fact that United happened to be, you know, uh, uh, fallen to the to the depths yeah. of the National League South. Is that it's? Uh, but people like you and I don't make these no. decisions, do we, Henderson? It is um, what it is, and um, full marks to talk United for the radio coverage. It's, yep. um, it's effective. It's good, and it kept us all up to date with what was going on. It's just a shame that we weren't commentating on a a rousing talk United win there you are we mentioned Kevin Nicholson there by the way uh, thanks to Julian for reminding us that it's a year ago today that Kevin yes. Nicholson and Talkie United parted company yeah which was a, which was I think was 
sad for everybody at the time for somebody yeah. who had been such a you know as as player and obviously player manager. Um, but yeah, my goodness, it's a year it's ago. A year ago. Is there any news from Truro that we know of? Not that I know of. Because um, we were talking, it's a week ago that we were talking about uh, yes. Nico being yes. you know, in the frame for the Truro job. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I no, I haven't heard that there's any movement there yet. Ben Harding, the former United yeah. midfield player, is is stepping in there as caretaker manager. I, I I don't know about you, but and I'm sure I'm not the only one by a long, long chalk that. You know, when I think I was told at Playmore today that the gate between from Truro against Chippenham on Tuesday night was around 150, 170. Really? Now, they must have included um, uh, some United season ticket holders at £5 a head. Yeah. Um, I'm pretty sure you have to include complimentaries and things like that in, an, in any attendance. I find it hard to get my head around how yeah. how financially that how is. On earth is this going to work? Is is is, yeah. is it going to work? Um, uh, you know, and we're in August. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, nobody wants and to see. Nobody they're not wants doing badly either, are they? You well, know, they're they're not winning every game, but they're scoring some goals, and and you know, they're yeah. competitive. Yes, yeah, so I I, th I think everybody realizes that they've probably got a job. Yeah. You know, it's going to be a tough old winter for them, but. You just look down the road, you look weeks ahead, months mm. ahead, and you think, well, if there's that gate for Truro v Chippenham, uh, and a slice of them are only paying £5 a head because they're season ticket holders. By the way, that move is still to be ratified by the National League, uh, because under most admission regulations, whatever your minimum price is for the, quotes home club, you have to, you, you strictly yeah. speaking, up to now anyway, have to make available to the uh, to the away club, so uh, I think that's being run past because of this ground share. Really, yes, of course. Being run yeah. past the national yeah. league, so There's before that, to be a few bumps in that one. Isn't that's there? right. Yeah. Because Truro at home again on Saturday. I beg your pardon. I've forgotten who it's against, um, and I haven't heard what the ticket arrangements are for that no. game. We'll keep you posted. Talking of former United midfield players, it was nice to see Damon Lathrop. Oh, fantastic! At the, uh, the historic game on yes, Saturday yeah. with his um, his lower leg in a fairly hefty piece of scaffolding. There's a bit wasn't of scaffolding yeah. going there. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's it, my thought immediately was is is how uh, the character of the bloke that we as a player has yeah. shone out now that he isn't a player. You know, in other words, this injury. Uh, has ended his career. Yeah, uh, he very, very nearly lost the leg. Uh, uh, whilst the, yeah. the surgeon actually uh, um, kept moving up his leg, yeah, uh, for a possible amputation. So I understand, and got so high that he suddenly thought, "Hold on a minute, are we missing something here? And is there any way of we can go back and try and repair this damage?" And he actually went back. Yeah, into Damon Lathrop's lower leg and did a whole load of blood vessel and and um, vein it's a bypasses. Exactly. This is as bad an injury and as I've heard of for a long, long yeah, time. Yeah, uh, uh, and and saved his leg. Yeah, uh, and you know, great for him. But it's not enough. You know, Damon will never kick a ball in anger again, uh, which is a, a bad enough thing to happen to anybody. A bit like, don't forget Ryan Higgins last season, yeah. Given, yeah. forced to give up. Um, you know, because of heart issues, and and, but there he was on Saturday, Damon, with a smile on his face, shaking people by the hand. Gary Hours uh, uh, asked him to 
speak to the United players before the kickoff, and he went into the dressing room and had a chat, which was uh, um, typical. You know, it wasn't too heavy. Yeah. Uh, uh, um, Damon spoke to them about some of the details of what happened to him. Uh, um, uh, very positive. Um, but I think the rough message was never take what you're doing for granted you know uh, yeah, make the most of it because you could end up like this yeah. and of course even you know not only is Damon Lathrop not playing football on, on at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon but his dad for instance who's always been hugely proud of him yeah. uh, and used to travel to Torquay regularly and whenever United were away from home very often used to turn up he can't go and watch him either because his son isn't playing yeah. football anymore so it's not just Damon Lathrop who's affected it's it's these sort of things, you know, um, what rings on the on, yeah. on the pond. Yeah. It sort of goes out, doesn't it? And um, but not only that. Very happily, um, in the wake of that, Gary Howes asked Damon Lathrop. Obviously, he comes from Stevenage originally, um, and he was heading back up to the home counties. And and Gary Howes had asked him to be United's spy at Slough on Tuesday night <laughs> against um, Western Supermare, and he's delivered the. Uh, um, a spying report on Slough um, and uh, Agent Lathrop. Agent yeah. Lathrop. That's dropped on. That's <laughs> dropped on uh, on Gary Hour's desk, and a very good report it is as well. Apparently, so um, you know, it's really nice that he's been involved in that way. Yeah, excellent. Uh, another ex-talky player doing pretty well. Uh, we saw Sam Cheney. Yeah, in an Enfield in shirt. Enfield yeah, shirt. Yeah. Scored a goal. Yeah, yeah. I tweeted a picture of himself. I think he may himself. have played for them last season. I'm not 100% certain. I think he uh, he was with Whitehawk, of course, last season on a, on a loan. Um, this link with Enfield is, isn't new. But no, I mean, it's really good to see him. Yeah. We all of us... He was one of those lads that was nearly he was and the bizzo wasn't he? He, he he had to play at left back at this time last oh, season did he well, really didn't well he, done which, yes um, remember that didn't yeah. go well well it was okay but yeah. you know it wasn't he's, where he wanted to play no and he was a good footballer isn't he yeah. so a talented footballer but um no it, it, of course he was he he came onto the scene wasn't he in the wake of Unan O'Kane leaving mm, yeah. and and everybody thought oh might he be the the new Unan O'Kane uh, and it didn't quite work out, and and um, it, and of course he, he he was also one of the graduates through United's old academy, which is which everybody always yeah. wanted so badly to work. Um, but no, no, he scored a goal the other night, and uh, uh, good luck to him. Yeah, nice to see. Amazing the things that Twitter throws up at you. Isn't yes, it, it you is. Just suddenly yes. see. Hang on a minute. Yeah, Sam Cheney. Okay, let's look forward to Saturday. Yes, then. absolutely. Slough Town away. Are away at Slough Town. There's better news in the squad, isn't there? A couple of injured players are um, a fit again. Um, back in training, George Essiman, who's missed a couple of games with, yeah. a, with a groin injury. Same problem for Alex Bass, United's goalkeeper, who, of course, we saw quite impressive during pre-season. On we've got him on a yeah. season-long loan from Portsmouth. Uh, he's fit again and training. That'll be a big shout. Well, isn't it? Because Sean McDonald has he played has well. He's well. had a couple of really good games. Absolutely. So um, I wouldn't be at all surprised if Alex Bass doesn't have to wait for his yeah. wait for his chance to come back in. You wouldn't. Certainly Sean McDonald's done nothing to deserve being left out at the moment. This is like um, the Ryan Clark-Vincent Durrell situation last year, isn't well, it? Because Ryan Clark got himself injured. Early on. Durrell came in yeah. and... I think, was, was there a brief... Um, Dan Lavercombe I think there was cameo. Have we blotted uh, that out? Yeah, I think we probably yeah, have. Anyway, and then and then Robbie Herrera brought yeah. uh, Vincent Dorel in, um, uh, and uh, yeah, and and then Ryan Clark duly gets fit, and of course Dorel was yeah he was playing in. too well to um, 
Uh, Ryan Clark yeah. did actually come in for uh, for some games later in the season, but uh, good problem to have, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's right no, no, very, very much so. Yeah. So, of Slough, course, memories of Slough. Yeah, the last time that we played at Slough was in the FA Cup in November 1993, <laughs> which you were saying to some fans are a bit alarmed by that because. It they hadn't dawned them. on them that it was 25 years ago. No, I, exactly. I've, I've had more than one fan come to me and said, I was at Slough in 1993. It wasn't 25 years ago, surely. I'm feeling old all of a sudden. Chalky won by two goals to one yep. in the FA Cup. Goals Very wet, pouring with rain most of the afternoon. Yeah. Goals scored by Mark Sale yes. and Darren Moore. Well, Mark Sale had been brought in by Neil Warnock. Yeah. Um, he was huge, wasn't he? Uh, was he about yeah, six, six or yeah, something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, to help United stay up the previous season. Um, and then um, uh, Donna Reardon retained him the following year. Uh, and a good old player, Mark Sale was. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. You wanted him in your team, usually. Um, and uh, and I think the winner uh, was scored by one Darren Moore. Darren Moore. Moro. Yeah. yeah. Uh, now managing West Bromwich Albion, yeah. of course. And um, uh, that was at Slough's old Wexham Park ground, which they were chucked out of a few years later. Uh, a shame, and they've been on their travels since. They've played yeah. in Windsor and Beaconsfield, and they're now at a new ground, um, Arbor Park, it's called, with uh, a 3G all weather pitch. Yeah. So, um, it'll be different. And they won promotion last season. Um, they've got one or two players who are more studious uh, of um, United fans amongst them will remember. Um, Luis Suarez, who's played against United yeah. quite a few times for all the shot. Uh, um, uh, Sam Togwell, who United have run into a, f- a few times, and a lad called Chris Flood, who scored, I think it was one, it might have been two goals for Basingstoke on a very, very oh, bad day for United. That game. In the yeah. FA Cup yeah. of Basingstoke two or three years ago, yeah. and United lost 3-0. That, 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 is, that is still, whenever United fans have these conversations, and I happen to, 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 to listen in on them, you know, United's worst days ever. Basingstoke away <laughs> very often comes up with it. But Chris Flood was playing for uh, Basingstoke that afternoon, so let's hope United can keep him quiet on Saturday. How have Slough started off? Done, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. I think they've won is it two games, I'm not quite sure. Yeah. They, they did lose one. Um, but I'm sure there'll be a handful. Uh, they beat Western Supermare 2 1 on Tuesday mm-hmm. night. Um, everybody's jockeying for position a little bit. Bit of Ricky going quite well at the moment. Woking suffered their first defeat. Yeah, um, of the season this week, who had gone, they'd won their first three matches. So, uh, and I think uh, Gary Owls was saying uh, at his press conference, "Look, okay, Tuesday not good enough. Mm. You know, uh, got to put it behind us. Look forward. If United could win on Saturday at Slough, that gives them uh, ten points from the first five games. He'd probably have taken that we'll before take the that, season started. Yeah. Um, and then they come home to play Hampton and Richmond." Uh, the following Saturday, so they've got a free midweek, and then Gloucester City away on East, uh, Easter, August Bank Holiday Monday, who play at Evesham. I was going to say, they play all yeah. the way up at Evesham, don't at they? Evesham. Yeah, so, it's a little um, bit further away than, um, than, than, than Gloucester, about, yeah. So, but anyway, um, uh, that's, the, that's what's coming up. And, um, Interesting facts about Slough, by the way. I'm grateful to the Talker United website for, um, say, it was the first place where a Mars bar was first made in 1932, and the Beatles began their first British tour there in 1963. No. Interesting facts about Slough. You don't get this kind of service from other podcasts. <laughs> <you know. laughs> 
So I think we've reached the bottom of the agenda. It's been another quite long podcast today. Thank you very much for sticking with us. This has been Guy and Dave on the uh, Herald Express Devon Live Talkie United Yellow Army podcast. Uh, away at Slough on Saturday, a lot of Talkie fans will be making the trip and hopefully next week we'll have another three points to talk about and a hat full of goals. Wouldn't that be nice? Absolutely. Absolutely. And as ever, come, come on, on you, you yellows. yellows.